$56 billion for medication with questionable results. What the heck kind of pill is this? That and more on Aging Options today. Aging Options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA, and we wondered if that was wise. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome to another edition of Aging Options Show brought to you by LifePoint Law, where we talk about all things aging, both in the law firm and on this radio show. If you're aging, clearly you have questions about how to pull together a plan that will help you succeed in retirement, not fail. And we answer those questions. And we do that two ways. Each week, there are stories that we put on the blog site, if you will. And these are stories we think that you should be paying attention to because they impact how you end up aging. And you can go to agingoptions.com. That's agingoptions.com. And go to the free learning center. The very first option you have there is the Aging Options blog. That's where all the stories are. And today, the four stories are $56 billion from medication with questionable results. Medicare is just saddled with that bill. What the heck kind of medication could that be? 27% of 60-year-olds or older, or 14 million of us, will suffer from this more than anywhere else in the world. Well, what is the this that we are talking about? That's what this story is about. Working longer, living longer? Does it mean that if you work longer, you will live longer? Well, we've heard it quite the opposite, haven't we? I don't want to work too long because people work, 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 retire, and then they die. And therefore, I don't want to work as long. Well, is there any truth to it? Which is the real fact that you should be working longer so you can live longer? Or you should be uh, retiring soon? Because that way you at least get to enjoy. We'll talk about that story. And the final story we have on aging options today is your spouse spending too much money. And that is causing some family disharmony. If so, what do you do about that? These are the four stories we thought would be important and interesting for you to pay attention to this week. But as always, we will talk about the stories we think are important. But what you need to get answered is probably far more important than any story that we are going to put up and talk about on this show. So if you have any questions that you would like to get answered, all you have to do is to pick up the phone and dial 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And Tariq, who's got his hand on the receiver, will put you on the board and you will be doing yourself and several thousand people a big favor because if you have the question, surely many other people also have the same question. They just did not call. So don't sit on the sidelines and don't wait till the end. Call soon. If you have a question, I promise you, we will give you an answer. If you don't have an answer, we will research it for you and put you in the right position so you can get your uh, inquiry answered the right way. 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And um, I don't get to do this too often. Let me also take a moment to thank our sponsors on the show. 
We have Homewatch caregivers out of Tacoma who uh, sponsor the show. The reason why we love working with them is the central theme of the show is to help you uh, make sure that the day that you fall ill, if you in retirement do end up falling ill, you can have a plan to bring the care to you to the home rather than you being moved from your house to some place that you don't know anyone. Everyone's going to tell you what to do and you will have no control over your life. Homewatch Caregivers helps us keep that promise. And they've been doing it for many, many years. And they can be reached at 253-564-1006. I promise you, they do a bang-up job. I've used them. I refer clients to them. And I think they do an incredibly good job. So if you have a loved one who needs some help, Homewatch Caregivers would be the place that you would go. And Dave Hooper from Kingsview Partners, a financial planner. We talk about all sorts of unusual financial uh, 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 tricks that you need to be working with, uh, build a financial dashboard, etc. And then David Hooper from Kingsview Partners makes that possible. And you can talk to him directly at 206-531-0117. He can make that happen. So thanks to our sponsors. And if you have any interest in sponsoring the show, you can give Aging Options a call directly. Aging Options. Uh, and then we can, we can talk to you about that. Well, let's get to the story, shall we? The first story that we have is $56 billion. This is more than the entire annual budget for the National Institute of Health. And Medicare just approved this bill. Uh, this pill. It is put out to maybe have some impact on Alzheimer's. It's a pill that is uh, uh, going to go uh, under the, the, I think it's put out by Biogen, uh, let me get to the details up here. Um, basically says, the story was all over, the, uh, all over the news last month as the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, gave its approval to the controversial new Alzheimer's drug to be marketed under the brand name Aduhelm, Aduhelm, uh, A-D-U-H-E-L-M. Almost immediately a backlash arose over the fact that the drug doesn't seem to cause a degree of improvement that would justify its high cost. And more recently, the FDA required the manufacturer, which is Biogen, to change its labeling to clarify that Aduhelm is not targeted at all Alzheimer's sufferers, but is intended only for people with mild cognitive impairment due to the degenerative disease. This adjustment so soon after its approval only deepened the controversy. And the, the story kind of goes on. And the annual price tag for this is going to be if the, each patient will probably end up costing Medicare about $56,000, which when you add to the number of people who are, who are probably going to be prescribed this medication adds up to $56 billion. And the National Institute of Health, their annual budget is $43 billion. And the reason why this story became important to me is you know, we all want to have our say in how we as a society are going to function and what kind of innovation do we want to see, what, where do we want to see our tax dollars actually spent. And normally I try and stay away from trying to figure out what is the best way for us to be spending the tax dollars because honestly we can all agree the way the government spends the money is probably not the best or the most efficient way that it spends the money, and this would be one example of that. And the reason why I stay away with that is because there's little control you and I have. No point in grumbling about something that we can't do anything about. Get up and vote or call your congressperson and make your voice heard. And this is one of the few places that I think it would be very helpful if you called your congressman and said, why in the world are we approving? Why in the world is FDA approving a pill, a medication, that will only help a small number of people relative to the whole universe with $56 billion when the same amount of money can be used to maybe bring down the cost of Medicare for all of us. Maybe we can add other benefits which more people will need to be, more people will benefit from. Things like vision or hearing aids or dental care. My God, have you, have you figured out Medicare doesn't cover dental care? You know that, right? I mean, if you're on Medicare, you know, you gotta have your own dental plan and dental insurance is not good. And when do most people start losing teeth? When they're in their prime, in their 20s and the 30s? <laughs> or when we start losing teeth and we need more dental care when we are in the 70s, 80s and the 90s? We don't have that coverage. Why not $56 billion for something like that? How about supporting family caregivers? You know, we know 
that majority of the care for family members in the country is given by family members. Somebody falls in your family, unpaid caregiving by far outweighs the amount of paid caregiving that happens in America. Why not support some of that unpaid caregiving with some benefits to family caregivers? Maybe give them a social worker they can work with, give them some education, give them some respite. So a spouse doesn't have to be a 24-7 caregiver, which is typically what happens. Strengthen the long-term care system. Help people age in place. Uh, find out what older persons need. I mean, there's a great program called Capable that is put out by Johns Hopkins University, and it is basically just a, a, a program that is designed to help low-income seniors uh, be able to stay in their own home by doing things that they're making grants available. Uh, grants like $1,300 in services from a handyman to rehab the house, etc. And one of the suggestions that the people who have this program, they come up, is they say that why not uh, target specifically to the people. If somebody is ill in the in the home, have have a group of trained professionals, care managers, if you will, go to that person's home and talk to the family and come up with a very personalized, very sensible uh, practical approach as to how this person can be kept at home without them going to an institutional care setting at a much lower cost. And focus on prevention. So $56 billion that is now being uh, authorized, that has been authorized to be spent. What do you think? Do you think we should put $56 billion in one pill that targets Alzheimer's? Yeah, it's the biggest, scariest thing that there is. But it doesn't help everyone. It helps people who have mild cognitive impairment. Would you vote for that? Or would your vote be that we should take the $56 billion and do something different with it? And this article is just absolutely great fodder for you. If you are at all an activist and you want to call your congressman, I would strongly suggest you go over to agingoptions.com, take a look at the story, take a printout of it, and send it down to your, your congressperson whether it's the representative or senator, it doesn't matter who it is, somebody at the at the federal level. And if you want to send it down to FDA, you can send it to FDA also. This is why people start getting mad at the government, because we make decisions like this. It makes absolutely little to no sense to go ahead and do this. But maybe for the person who has Alzheimer's, mild cognitive impairment, and this pill does come and help them a little bit, Right. I don't know how much the efficacy will be. According to the article, there won't be very much efficacy. But you will have a handful of people who will say, oh, this was a godsend. Thank you for doing that. And our job, you know, before we get Alzheimer's, whether it's mild cognitive impairment, etc., is to lay the rules down, right? I mean, would you support a society where we are going to be spending $56 billion to help a small group of people? No doubt in my mind, it will help someone, which is why the pill came into being, and which is why the FDA finally did approve it. But the price tag, is that something you think as a society? Give me a call. I'd love to go ahead and hear your opinion on that one. And then you can call in 1-800-465-8770. And you can give me your opinion if you want to. And then let's have a dialogue about the whole thing. So we'll be heading into the first break. When we come back, we'll take on three other stories. 27% of people over the age of 60 in America will suffer from this, which is far more than any other country suffers uh, with the same age group. We'll talk about that when we come back. But before we go, what year was it? Take a guess. When a new Toyota Corolla cost under $4,000, Skylab came crashing back to Earth. The movie Superman was the number one hit at the box office. And this was the most popular song of this year. Yep, you can hear that one, right? Was it 1977? Was it 1978? Was it 1979? Take a guess. We'll give you the answer towards the 11 o'clock hour. We will be back on Aging Options right after this break. Seven out of 10 Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. 
Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit LifePointLaw.com. That's LifePointLaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now, 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Homewatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. We're with Kingsview Wealth Management. If you're a regular listener of the Aging Options Radio Show, you know that traditional retirement planning sets you up to fail. That's why the Kingsview financial planning process is anything but traditional. So you can live out your life in your home, avoid becoming a burden on your family, and avoid running out of money. We do this by creating a customized financial plan that takes into consideration all your goals and concerns. You'll get a retirement blueprint, an investment approach, and a long-term healthcare strategy that empowers you to live your best retirement. We'll also work with the other professionals on your team to make sure there are no gaps in your retirement plan. Now is the time to call a financial advisor. Don't put it off. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. Visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management, 206-531-0117. Call today. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to Aging Options, sponsored by LifePoint Law, where we talk all things aging. Hey, talking about LifePoint Law, in uh, uh, July we had a, a pretty darn successful uh, two sessions of webinars that we did. Uh, lots of people attended, and uh, I know lots of people uh, said we want to get more information, and that really is the point of the webinar. Uh, we do a lot of retirement planning. Make no mistake about it. We do a lot of planning to retire. Uh, but despite doing a lot of the planning, 70% of us are going to end up failing. We either grow old, fall ill, end up in institutional care. Uh, we end up losing money to uncovered medical and long-term care expenses, or we become a burden on our loved ones. None of those things need to happen. They happen because how you plan. It's not because we don't plan, but it's how you plan. And the whole point of these educational events is to steer you uh, into education, into the knowledge zone, if you will, so you can decide that whether the plan that you have right now needs to be updated or not. Uh, you, you give me an hour, and I promise you I'll give you world-class education. This education is playing coast-to-coast on PBS on the show Master Your Future, and we get more calls now from out of town than we get from in town some days uh, about people wanting to know, uh, how they can become part of all of this. And lucky you, you live in Washington State. We are in Washington State. You should be headed over to lifepointlaw.com and, and register for the next seminar, seminar that comes up. And if you have been to the seminar, if you watch the webinar, if you remember the good old seminar days, then you can certainly also, you know, call, call in. Tell us a little bit about what you thought about the seminar. Was was it everything that you were hoping for it to be? What kind of education did you end up getting? And and I'd be happy to take your call just to go ahead and see what you have to say. Uh, 
but to the rest of you, I truly would encourage just to go to age, uh, go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. And register for one of the upcoming seminars. I don't think that the August dates are probably up just yet. They will be in a day or two. And if they're not there, then then just wait for it. But do register. It is your opportunity to say, I don't need to depend on the government. I don't need to depend on other people to do what I can do for myself. And what you can do for yourself is to arm yourself with potent information on how to hold people accountable to those who you'll be making making payment or paying fees. For example, you know, when you go to a financial planner, it's a pretty easy proposition with most financial planners. They take 1% of the money, typically speaking, somewhere between 0.8 to 2%, somewhere there, and more and more is coming down to close to about 1%. The average financial planner will keep about 1% of whatever assets they are managing for you. If you have a million-dollar portfolio, just check this out. If you have a million dollar portfolio, you're paying somebody $10,000 every year. Are you getting everything that you want? The results will show us that if Casey Kiesem with $80 million could not live out his life as his own home, why do you think your multi-million dollars are going to make that happen? I mean, you need to learn how to hold a lawyer accountable. Just having paperwork, wills, trust, powers of attorney, not good enough. Coming, having come to know the Casey Kaysom family a little bit, here's what comes to light. Casey Kaysom was served by three different attorneys. Somebody helping him with his contracts and his, his celebrity status and all that. Somebody helping him with his business dealings and somebody helping him with his personal deals. And in the end, when he had dementia, he gets dragged from California and he takes his last breath in a hospital in Gig Harbor, Washington. Where were these people? Where were the financial planners? Where were the lawyers? Where were the doctors? When they needed to be there to help support him so he could live the most basic hopes we have in life. I grow old. If I fall ill, I don't want my family to be fighting with each other. I don't want to be put into a hospital. I don't want to be a burden to my loved ones. I don't want to just throw money away because I have it. Everyone had done their job, right? Every Professional had done their job, but in the end, nobody had done their job. You need to learn how to hold people accountable. And that's what you can end up doing in all these uh, events that we do. The reason why I do what I do is because of that. We can do a whole lot better, but we don't do a whole lot better. But you can learn. We want to teach you how to do a whole lot better. Phone lines are open, 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. 27% people over the age of 60-plus in America, compared to 16% worldwide, are going to suffer from this. I'll come to that question in just a second. Let's get to the phone lines. We have Rex calling from Everett. Rex, welcome to Aging Options. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, uh, Rajiv. Well, I'm 73, and I have Medicare Advantage, but I plan on, uh, in the future, moving to another state and maybe doing a lot of traveling in an RV so I'm thinking I need Medicare coverage, regular Medicare, uh, so that I can get you know, health coverage no matter what state I'm in. And I know they have that alphabet soup, FG, and all that. Yep. Do you have a recommendation as to which one I should be looking at? Uh, traditional plan, G is in George. That's the short answer to it. Oh. Now, a lot okay. lot goes into that decision-making. It is, you know, you go down to a Medigap plan, buy it from a company. Uh, you, you can shop around for the premium. The good thing about the Alphabet Soup plans is that every single company that issues that plan, if they issue plan A, every single company must give the same exact coverage under plan A. You will never have to worry about getting confused from one company to another company about what what does this company offer, what does that company offer. The only difference will be mm-hmm. the price you pay, and the price will dictate gotcha. should be paid to to determine the quality of service. And Plan G is in George. Uh, it gives you a one-time annual deductible of, I think it's about $173, $174. That's all that you pay. There is no co-payment. There is no further deductible. You don't have to worry about uh, looking at bills and stuff like that. You can be anywhere in the country, never be out of network. In my opinion, the best plan. The issue that you have to deal with, Rex, however, is this. How is your health, by the way? I mean, have you had any health issues I, lately? Per, per, 
uh, pretty good. I, I pretty good. I had a blood clot a couple of years ago, but uh, it's under control, and my my blood work looks really good. Actually, I feel good. good. I'm active. My weight's fine. Uh, you know. Okay. And are you married? Or are you single? I'm married. Okay. So with your wife, how's her health? Uh, I'd say pretty good too. Scale okay. of one to ten, I'd say we're both six or seven anyway. Got it. Okay. The reason why I say that is because when you're transferring back from a Medicare Advantage to a Medigap plan, there will be medical underwriting. The only company that does not require medical underwriting in the state of Washington is United Healthcare. So apply okay. for all sorts of different companies. Uh, see whether they'll accept you. Go for the company that'll give you the cheapest price. And if it all else fails, United Healthcare does not do medical underwriting for you to go back from uh, Medicare Advantage to traditional Medicare. That'll be your la- uh, safest bet anyway that you can get into the plan. And so, when I say if there was a cheaper plan, uh, I may have to go through the medical underwriting. Is what you're saying? Yeah, and and when you apply for it, they'll ask you all sorts of questions, and I suppose based on the questions, how you answer them, they may decide to send a nurse or have you take some some blood tests, etc., just to make sure that you're okay. I think I heard in one of your past programs at one time you were talking about it. it might be important to make sure you could include whatever they call the old age doctors in in your plan. Yeah, so the point that I make, thank you for raising that issue, Rex. The point that I end up making is what are you wanting the health insurance for? The average consumer's perspective of health insurance is I want to have insurance so that if I fall ill, I will have access to care. And my point to that is that even the worst insurance company in America will give you that benefit. The point should not be I want access to care after I fall ill, because if in life your goal is when I grow old, fall ill, I don't want to end up in a nursing home. I want the care to come to me. Then I think the goal should be to stay healthy as long as you can, meaning avoid falling ill. And there is research that shows that depending on the, 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 the doctors that you pick to work with, and that's going to be your choice, depending on the medical team that you put together, you can lower your risk of going to a nursing home by as much as 40% if you have a good geriatric team to be your primary care physicians. So what you're looking for is an insurance company that gives you access to a wide pool of geriatric care doctors. And... United Healthcare happens to be one of the companies with the largest number of geriatric care doctors on its roster. Some Uh of the local companies, Uh they don't have any geriatric care doctors. And you should, Uh in my opinion, you should not even enroll in a Medicare plan unless until you have a large number of geriatric care doctors. I got you. I think I will relocate to another state and be my residency. Um, So I think I'll have my pick of somebody besides United Healthcare. Who else do you think I should look at? I mean, there's several companies out there. Um, if you send me an email at radio at agingoptions.com, I can, I can point you to the right resources that can help you look at all the companies that offer uh, the Plan G in the state of Washington. So email me at okay. radio at agingoptions.com. Rex, it sounds like okay. you're on to an adventure. I, I wish you the very best. I, I'm envious. I really am of uh, <laughs> you being in the RV and going tootling all over the country, as you should. I'm sure well-deserved. Yeah, I just need to be able to find a campsite. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be able to do that. You know, it's, uh, you learn pretty darn quickly, but probably uh, by making a few mistakes, but you'll become a pro before you know it. So, yeah, age on, so. Rex. Thanks. <laughs> Thank age you on, you bet. You bet. And that leaves the line open for you to pick up the phone and give us a call, 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. If you have any questions about aging, about retirement, we will try and put you in the right direction. I think we have uh, Marilyn, who's calling from uh, Renton. Marilyn, hold on to the line. I'll come back and take your call right after we take this next break up here. But in the meantime, the rest of you... Take a guess. What year was it when a new Toyota Corolla cost under $4,000? Wouldn't that be a dream today? Uh, the Skylab came crashing back to Earth. It was big news. Uh, the movie Superman was the number one hit at the box office. And this was the most popular song of this year. Well, it was either 1977, 78, or 79. You take a guess, and we'll give you the answer towards the 11 o'clock hour. 
Any questions you have, 800-465-8770, we still will cover a couple other stories online today. 27% of people over the age of 60 suffer from this more than any other uh, uh, country. And and you can avoid this. And we can, we'll talk about that and we'll talk about your questions right after this break. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by Elder Law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319196 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Now back to Aging Options. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Know your options. Here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to another edition of Aging Options on this wonderful, glorious, sunny day outside. My God, what a long streak of sunny days we've had to the point now we are worried about it's not raining enough. Isn't this kind of interesting? I mean, when it rains, we want it to be sunny. When it's sunny, we want it to rain. Can we make our minds up? I hope you're enjoying the summer. I sure as heck am. I love the weather that we're having. Uh, and then thank God we live in the, in the Northwest and not somewhere in the desert in, in Arizona or some of the places where, yep, you got water problems, you got all sorts of other problems. But even though we may not have water problems in the state of Washington, we've got growing old problems. It turns out, even with the best of weathers here, people seem to age at the same pace as they do anywhere else in the world. And as we age, people in the state of Washington uh, tend to fall ill, end up in institutional care, become a burden on loved ones, and end up losing money to uncovered medical long-term care expenses. What's your plan to protect yourself from that? What's your plan, really? What is your plan that if you fall ill, you will be able to access the care in your own home? Does that even concern you, or do you really say, I don't care, I'll move to a nursing, I'll go to assisted living, I'm looking forward to going to assisted living? then why haven't you moved so far? If you have any thoughts on that issue, I would love to go ahead and talk to you about that. Give us a call, 800-465-8770. And that's exactly what Marilyn has done from Renton. Marilyn, welcome to Aging Options. What's in your mind, dear? Yes, I have a question about how the IRS treats a child that owes substantial debt to them if they inherit their parents' house, like... Do they make that a child sell the house in order to pay his debt? Do they forgive it after so many years, or do you know how that works? Yeah, it works pretty darn simple. The IRS would love it that your son actually inherit the, the assets, because as soon as he inherits the assets, they will garnish the assets. They'll get a judgment against him if one is not already in existence today, and, and they will take the assets. I don't think so that don't... you are. You have worked hard all your life to go ahead and see your assets go to satisfy an IRS judgment, although that would be kind of fair. If your son owes the money, then he should be made to pay, except it shouldn't be from the inheritance he receives from you, because I doubt very much whether you'd want to go ahead and see that happen to your inheritance. Well, that's kind of my thinking, but he seems to think that um, they would only take the cash. They would not take the house. That's wishful thinking, my dear. Okay. That is wishful thinking. I, I wanted that's to get a correct answer before it, I started my planning. So. Yeah, no, your planning should be that you leave the money to a trust for your son and not directly to him. Right, but that assumes yeah. that he can 
you manage the money after he gets it from the trust, and I'm not sure that's the case. So. No, and the point will be that the trust will not give him the money necessarily. It'll just pay his bills, and it'll take care of whatever his needs are. For example, if he cannot buy a house for fear of if I buy the house uh, in the state of Washington, there's a hundred thousand dollar homestead exemption, so he can have a house with a hundred thousand equity in it, not more than that. Uh, oh, really? Short of that, he will not be able to to have too many other things. I mean, depending as to how aggressive the IRS is going to get, and they can get aggressive, and they should get aggressive. I mean, if he owes money, mm-hmm. then we all really, he owes money to the rest of the society is what he owes money to. And the IRS right. will become a little bit aggressive trying to go after that one. But if you say, I am going to leave the money to a trust, this person will be the trust. How many children do you have? I had just one. Okay, and so who, if your son could not be your executor or your power of attorney, who would you give that responsibility to? Well, that's a good question. What do you do in that case? Because I don't think he's really responsible enough to handle it. So You need to talk to a good elder law attorney, dear, because we will then sit down and figure out how to either locate a professional or go through your your family history and see if there are cousins or relatives who could play that role and how do you make it easy for your relatives to play the role because your son will probably want to have access to the money right now to do this, do that. For the first time, he'll be able to breathe easily knowing that he has access to some money to do some fun things with. Right. Uh, and the yeah. trustee will have to kind of watch that, that if I, if I give a motorcycle to the son... Uh, is the IRS going to take it away? Now, they could buy their, the, the trust could buy the motorcycle, the trust could buy the car, the trust could buy a home, the money is sitting in the bank account. If the money is needed to go ahead and uh, buy a computer or something like that, the trust could buy the computer and technically owned by the computer, where the trust could let the son use it. That's how you're going to protect the money. So whether it is a family member you're going to find to play the role of a trustee or whether it is a professional you're going to find the role of a trustee, those are things we should look at today. And I dare say there are not too many people, Marilyn, who do this type of work. A good elder law attorney will. And if you don't know anyone, call LifePoint Law on Monday. I can give you the phone number and make an appointment to go see somebody up there. Yes. The phone number you need to call is, ready? Yes. 253-838-3454. Right. Just so call somebody IRS if they make an appointment, go see somebody, and take your son with you. I mean, this is talking about what your son is. Both of you make a decision together and then see where you can. But I think you're on the right track, asking the right questions. The other thing, Marilyn, may I add, is that I know you're concerned about your son, as you should be. But at the same time, the things that I talk about in the radio show are you will only leave to your son what you do not spend in your own life your single biggest financial threat, you fall ill and Medicare says there's no coverage. Do you have a long-term care insurance policy in place? Uh, no, I do not. And I don't... Then you need to yeah. be concerned That's about doing that. a complicated plan. thing. Pardon me? Okay. I said then you need to protect yourself from losing money to uncovered medical and long-term care expenses. Because the only money that you will leave your son is what you don't end up using yourself. Right. So you need to, that's a two-step punch. So call LifePoint Law, they'll be able to help you out with that, okay? So does the IRS ever forgive debt if it's really old? Uh, No, I mean, it, it it depends as to how it has been handled. If the IRS has condemned the debt owed to it to a judgment... Then the judgment is good for 10 years, and you can renew a judgment uh, for another 10 years. And if 20 years have gone by and the judgment is there, then they, 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 then they cannot collect. And, and uh, as to the question whether IRS can actually forgive, I have never heard of IRS forgiving. I mean, they can be, they will make arrangements with you, they will do all sorts of things, but I've never really heard of the IRS entirely just out of the goodness of a worker's heart, just forgive <laughs> the total debt that is owed to them. Well, I use that word right. um, in a way that was kind of kind about the word. But anyway, right. I, right. I, did, right. I shouldn't have said forgive. I thought maybe it sort of expired <laughs> after a period of time. And, I, I don't know. The, the IRS bill won't expire unless until they let it expire. There's a statute of limitation to everything. 
But okay. uh, the statute of limitation for IR debt that is held by the IRS, if they're actively trying to collect it from you, it just mm-hmm. keeps stalling on. So I don't think there's an easy one. I'm not 100% sure as to what the statute would be if the IRS doesn't do anything. Yeah. After they say so that you owe this how money. How does the IRS know that someone inherits money? Do you have to report that on your income tax? No. Today, with the advent of these wonderful computers, the government, truly, the government at every branch knows pretty much everything. Okay. I mean, it's not difficult for any more for people to find out what you own, where you own it, uh, your mom mm-hmm. died, and they'll do periodic checks on these people. And it's all done automatically, so there's no worker sitting up there pushing the button saying, did Marilyn's son inherit something? The computer will do it, wow. and if something comes up, it'll spit out a report to the worker and saying, hey, it appears that Marilyn's son may have inherited an asset. There seemed to be a home in his, in his name, or there's something else in his name. And that will trigger mm-hmm. the IRS to say, oh, hello. Got it? Okay. Okay, Marilyn. Yeah. Listen, thank you so okay, much for the call. thank you so much for the information. You bet. Age on, Marilyn. We'll talk soon. Thanks. And that leaves the line open for you to give us a call, 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And I think we have Nick from Federal Way calling. Nick, welcome to Aging Options. What's on your mind? Yeah, Virgilio, I wanted to know that uh, I'm not taking advantage of Medicare, even though I'm in my 80s. And I didn't know if there's any penalty or any caveats relative to when one takes Medicare relative to having paid into it most of my working life. Pretty stiff so penalty, I, Nick. I, I mean, I, I hate I've to be... Used, a... I've been used... I'm sorry? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, I've been used... To... I've been... I, le- I left the federal government, and so I've kept that insurance, which I'm paying for. And uh, what I was thinking was that Maybe I can, I'll, you know, I'll switch over to Medicare, which I've paid into and still am. And secondly, then that the premium that I'm paying to the the insurance company that I get to the, from the federal government previously from my employment, that that would be income that I could use for other other reasons to be about three hundred and some dollars a month. Right, right. So, and unfortunately, so I, so I there, I, go ahead. Unfortunately, there's a very stiff penalty for you not to have enrolled in Medicare at age 65. Look, the whole system of insurance works on the basic premise that everyone who is going to turn 65 will pay a certain amount of premium into the whole program. That's how we sustain the whole thing. And when you don't do that, the government says there are two penalties. There's a penalty for you not enrolling in Medicare itself is 10% for every 12 months that we were not enrolled. So if you are now, how old are you, Nick? 83. Okay, so if you're 83, so you've gone, let's say, eight, uh, yeah, eight, uh, 18 years uh, without enrolling in Medicare, so your penalty will be about 180% of what the otherwise the average, the, the median Medicare uh, premium would have been. So where you would have been paying about 170 dollars in premium, your premium will be more like $350, $400 when you choose to go into Medicare, and each year you don't go, it goes up by 10% more. So there is a penalty. Okay, well, and then I, there'll be I, a different to, program. To, go ahead. I need to back up. I, I did sign up for Medicare when I was 65, but I only took the A, which I think has deals with hospitalization, and I did not sign up for B because I had insurance I was employed at the time. I had insurance that I thought was better than Medicare for uh, the government. So I'm and sorry, I'm was that insurance? Who were you working for? Were you working for a large employer? U.S. US Department of Labor. Yes. Yeah, so then I think you would be exempt for that. When did you retire from uh, the Department well, of I Labor? Left them, I left them in 2010, but I've been working ever since. Working where? Working as a private sector company okay. in defense and missiles. Got it. Okay. So in 2010, you would have had to sign up. So your penalty will be based on 2010 to 2020, 10 years, better than 18 years. So you'd have about 100% penalty. Yeah. The fact that I did sign up for Medicare in, in general, meaning the, uh, the A option or whatever it's called, the different uh, right. alphabetical soup ones. And I didn't sign up for B because I had insurance that there was no reason for me, I mean, to my, to my thinking, and I wasn't told by the Social Security people where I was doing the signing up that, uh, this, you know, the, so I, I, 
anyway, that's so. I think I think I think you're right. There may be some penalty involved if I were to try to switch over to Medicare. So maybe the smart thing to do is to continue keeping my government insurance and paying the premium and not trying to pick up three hundred dollars a month. By, if by if going you to have Medicare. the government insurance, and that's the thing that we need to nail down, Nick. If you have the government insurance even today, then you will not have a penalty. The penalty only okay. applies to people who are either trying to buy insurance themselves or not working for a large employer. Large employer is defined as somebody, uh, an employer with more than 35 employees. If you're working for an employer that is less than 35 employees and you do not have any insurance, then you will be subject to a penalty. But if you have insurance through the government and you can show the government the paperwork I have had and I continue to have insurance, then the penalty sure. does not apply to you. Okay, very good. So I just need to find out what my cost would be and then decide whether or not the Medicare would be as good as what the insurance is that I've had, which has been very good. That's right, yeah. Okay, thank you. The other the other quick question is, is the, uh, the previous caller asked about United Healthcare. Is United Healthcare a national company or is it only in certain states like in the West Coast or the Washington, Oregon or something to that effect? Well, it's a national company. It's one of the largest health insurance carriers in America. Okay, so so and if I if I'm going to be relocating to Ohio, uh, that's yeah. one that I can look into relative to what you were talking about earlier. If I need, needed to, uh, oh, definitely, that, and that there, there there's plenty of other companies that are also national in scope that you can look at. Yeah, but United Healthcare is a good one. Yeah, yeah, but you said they did not require any medical underwriting, and I've had some Correct. you know some conditions that might be uh, might prohibit me or might might can. So anyway, that's that's very helpful information you gave out this morning. I just wanted to very good. make sure it was a nice. Very good. Thanks for your thanks for your help, Rajiv. Appreciate it. Hey, John, Nick, you bet. Yeah, no, thanks for the call. I appreciate you listening to it. And that and that leaves the line open for you to pick up the phone and give us a call eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. And we are up against a break. Uh, uh, before we go to the break, reminder: What year was it when a new Toyota Corolla would have cost you under four thousand dollars? Skylab came crashing down to earth and the movie Superman was the number one hit at the box office and this was the most popular song of the year. It was either 1977, 78 or 79 and I'll tell you whether you're guessing the right year in the next segment. We'll be back after this break. Seven out of ten Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayach. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayach for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now, 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319 Avenue South Suite, A100, Federal Way, Washington, 98003. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. Kings G Wealth Management is excited to be partnering with Rajiv Nagayesh and Aging Options. When it comes to financial planning, our mindset is very similar to Rajiv's. We call it the three C's of Kings View Wealth Management. The first C is for customized. Every client we work with has a customized financial plan. The second C is for consistent. We follow proven investment strategies, not short-term fads. We're driven by your long-term success, not by selling you on short-term transactions. The third C is for caring. We take your trust in us seriously. We are committed to doing what is best for you and your family. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. To put our innovative approach to work for you, visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management. Customized, consistent, caring. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. 
How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the costs and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And welcome back to the last segment of Aging Options on this wonderful sunny day today. I hope you're having a good day. My God, what a great uh, string of days that we've had in the Northwest. We suffered through the winter months, the December, the January, February, March. Oh, my God. That's about the time we start dreaming of these days. And this is the dream that we all look forward to. So I hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. Uh, if you have any questions, give us a call. We may have enough time to squeeze one more call in. 800-465-8770. 1-800-465-8770. And we can, we can be talking to you. Um, let's get back to the stories today. We talked about the $56 billion prescription plan that some uh, insurance company wants you to adopt and buy, and we'll be paying $56 billion. That helps a small number of people, people who have mild cognitive impairment. It may help them, and the efficacy is not quite sure, best use or not. Another story is 27% of people over the age of 60 in America, 27% of us, which will amount to about 14 million boomers, will be living alone in retirement. This is what you'll be dealing with, and that means isolation. Isolation means loneliness. Loneliness means a much higher risk of dealing with dementia issues. I mean, the whole world, when you take a look at other parts of the world, you get 16% of the people worldwide who are going to be living alone. In America, we got 27% of us. Not a small number, a big difference. And then you compare that to the so-called third world, like my, my birth country, India, and then uh, places like in South America and Africa and other places where you have joint family systems, I bet you the number of people who live alone in their old age is minimal. It'll be less than 1% or 2%. But here in the richest country in the world, you know, 27% of us, and that's, uh, again, the benefit is while we were living, we were independent, we can do things that we need to do, and we are living alone. And this article, I think, is is really timely. And it talks about, and particularly men who are living alone, uh, they are much more vulnerable, it turns out, than women are. Women somehow are much more capable uh, of dealing with with uh, life when they're alone. They ask for help. Uh, and you know that, right? You ask for directions, this, that, and the other. Uh, but But you can be thinking about, what are you going to do when you're going to be uh, older? How do you eliminate the loneliness aspect of the whole thing? There's plenty of research that comes out that shows it's a very curable disease, if you will. If loneliness is a disease, it's very curable, and you don't even have to buy pills for it. You don't even have to subscribe to the $56 billion plan that NIH or the, the, the FDA has approved. Uh, it's a free thing. You can end up doing this. It's a great article. If you're single, if you're growing older, it's a really good article for you to take a look at. Another story that we have up there is that comes out from a recent research that, that comes from uh, Netherlands. Uh, uh, the Dutch country is looking at people in, in Netherlands. They, they did a pretty interesting experiment up there. They paid people money to stay on the job two to three years longer than they would have without the money. And then they compared as to how they were doing health-wise, and it turns out that people who took the money and they worked longer compared to the people who chose not to take the money and retired, they lived on an average about two months longer. Now, this is, again, this two years into, the, in, 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 into added work, into added retirement. 
There are other uh, studies that come out. The one, the one that came out a few years ago from Harvard, they basically said people who work till about age 70, 72, uh, something like that, they on an average will live about two years longer than the people who retire. And in America, the difference between the, the study that comes out from the ne- Netherlands and the studies that come out from America, the one underlying issue is in, uh, in the Netherlands, they had the carrot uh, uh, effect up there that they actually paid people to keep working. So people were working. In America, we have negative incentives in the sense that if you don't work long enough, then we'll take benefits away from you. So doesn't matter which way it turns out. There is some empirical truth to the fact that people who are going to work longer are probably going to end up living longer. And the common thinking, the drip drip that we think about, uh, that, that we hear about, oh, you know, Bob was working uh, all the way till 67 and finally he retired and within a few months he died. Well, that happens, no doubt. But people die on the job also before they retire. And people also die many years after they retire, regardless when they retire. The question is not just anecdotal. The question is empirically, what does science tell us? What do the studies tell us? And studies clearly tell us that you should be working longer. And there's so many other benefits that you get. You're mentally sharp longer. Your financial situation is going to be a little bit better. You're going to be physically a little bit better as long as you're going to end up working. And and the story points out all these different benefits that you ought to be looking at. And again, it all boils down to one thing. The reason why I bring these stories to you is to say that what you get by way of traditional planning advice from all sorts of quarters in all the things that you'll have to deal with in retirement from doctors, what are they telling you, and lawyers and financial planners and, and housing experts, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, and stuff like that, may not necessarily be something that answers your central question. Because in the long run, even though I'm talking about, you know, you can add two more years, do you want to add two more years? I suspect that most people in America would say, I don't want to live beyond about 80, 85 years of age, because by then we all peter out. As long as I'm functionally independent, like I'm healthy, I can walk and talk and chew gum at the same time, I can do things that I want to do. Financially, I'm taken care of, right? I'm, I'm not out of money. I don't mind living to 150 years of age if that's the outcome. But if the outcome is I have dementia and I'm in a nursing home, I don't want to live to see my 85th birthday if that's what the 85th birthday is going to bring, nursing home and running out of money and becoming a burden. And the planning that we end up doing, I'm I'm just stymied. I'm always stymied. I look at all this stuff and say 1.2 billion people, the India that I came from, mind you, that was back in the 1980s when I came here, the India that I came from, no nursing home, people had dementia, people had Alzheimer's, people had senility, people had strokes, cancer, diabetes, cholesterol, broken bones, all the things that everyone deals with in America. And you had three times the population that can deal with all the same issues without building a nursing home. How can that be? And if you are at all interested in finding out what do you need to do differently so that you have a better future than the average person will have, then head over to lifepointlaw.com, register for one of the upcoming seminars. And when you register, I promise you, you give me an hour and I'll give you world-class education about what you need to do. Thousands of people have gone through the whole thing. And I will readily say this to you. Thousands of people have gone through the whole thing, and people who have followed the whole entire plan, they have been able to grow old without the fear of going to a nursing home, becoming a burden, or running out of money. That should be you. That should be really you. Go to lifepointlaw.com, register for one of the upcoming seminars. Let's get back to the what year was it. Tariq, are you there? Uh, no, still not here, but uh, it's, it's good to be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, guess. I mean, wouldn't you li- love to have bought your Toyota Corolla for under four thousand? Oh, jeez. That's how much a nineteen ninety nine goes for now. <laughs> that is so true. And so, guess what year was it? The Toyota Corolla cost under four thousand. Skylab came crashing down. Movie Superman was number one hit, and the most popular song of the year was. What, a, what, a what do you think? What year was it? 77, 78, or 79? Well, let's see. Disco. Uh, I'm Gloria Gaynor. I love her. Uh, 77? 
Because that's like the height of disco, right? Wow. If you guessed 1977, you were dead wrong. Oh. You were close. You were two years too close. It was 1979. <sighs> I hope you're enjoying these. What year was it? Uh, Ken uh, Moultrie, our, our producer, he does a great job. He puts them together. I certainly am having fun with it, you know, listening to these songs and stuff like that, going back into yesteryear. So that brings us down to a close to this show. Listen, thank you so much, as always, for allowing us to come into your house. Hopefully, you learn something each week. If you know of your friends and neighbors, share with them. Ask them to tune in also. And certainly, we would love to have you call in next time or any time that you want to. Age on, everyone. We will talk to you again. Same time, same place, next week.